Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Monday, the 28th of November. First up, Elon Musk delivers the most brutal ratio in Twitter history as woke actress Alyssa Milano epically fails. This might be the most brutal ratio, uh, most epic backfire, most deranged, uh, in dedera- like derangement syndrome induced fail that we've ever seen on Twitter. And uh, I know I'm not the first to cover it, but um, Alyssa Milano has allowed, you know, essentially Elon Musk is the new Trump um, in terms of the far left. I'm not talking about like regular liberals, okay? I'm talking about lunatics, uh, which exist on both sides of the aisle, to be fair. But hating on Elon has become the new clout chase, the new clout chase. And uh, it's not always, I mean, it works sometimes, getting a lot of likes and retweets, but sometimes it backfires spectacularly. And that's exactly what we have here with maybe the worst tweet in history brought to you by the woman who wore a crocheted mask to virtue signal. Now I want to start with Alyssa Milano's history, things she said about Elon Musk in the past. Here's a collection of them. I'm in awe of Elon Musk and I continue to be amazed by my Tesla to design your car. Click here. She literally shared an affiliate link. By the way, I have an affiliate link, but I don't really use a supercharger, so I don't really care. Then he replies, she, then on uh, June 30th, 2016, Elon Musk, William Shatner, I love you both. Also with it, Elon Musk, congratulations. Then thank you, Elon Musk and Tesla, after Tesla turns power back on at Children's Hospital in Puerto Rico. Elon Musk, you're amazing. Four people you'd want to have dinner with, dead or alive. Mine, Jesus, Roberto Clemente, John Lennon, Elon Musk. Alyssa Milano, dear Elon Musk, my Tesla Motors Model X just arrived. Thank you for being a genius. I appreciate you respectfully, Alyssa. Seems like she might be thirsting after him. A lot of people accuse me of that, but I I assure you, my cup is full. Alyssa Milano, I told my four-year-old about SpaceX landing a rocket on water. I guess it inspired him. At Elon Musk. At Jack. Now, I've been covering, obviously, all the Elon shenanigans. We're really close to passing a new threshold, by the way, on the channel. Really close to 1.4 million subscribers, which is absolutely insane. So if you're watching this and you haven't yet subscribed, hopefully today I'll earn your subscription. This little button right down below. Then came this tweet, okay? This tweet, perhaps one of the best, currently has 58, let's call it 59,000 replies to 53,000 likes. Now, 53,000 likes is a lot for Alyssa Milano. In fact, I would be willing to bet you she probably picked up followers from this. In fact, I'm going to just look. Um, You know, Social Blade is a useful tool with Twitter, but not so much with YouTube anymore. Um, let's see. Ha, ah, yeah, let's see exactly why she did it, okay? Here is a- Alyssa Milano's Social Blade account where she was losing thousands of followers a day. By the way, I'm on Twitter. It's just twitter.com slash thequartering, one word. Two hundred two minus two thousand minus two thousand minus six thousand minus seventeen hundred, and then look what happened when she hates on Elon Musk. Fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred followers. Okay, these are and if you think about it, she probably gained more like three or four thousand a day because she's still losing. This is a woman that lost forty two thousand followers in the last thirty days averages losing 1500 a day and now she's like oh if i hate on elon this will be good for my career i gave back my tesla she says i bought the vw ev i love it i'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on twitter publicly traded companies products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model now If you are familiar with the history of Volkswagen and who founded them, a lot of people pointed this out. Hodge Twins, 170,000 likes. 
Volkswagen all was literally founded by the bad guys from WW2 and their leader, Clown, 170,000 likes. Elon Musk chimes in with a crying face emoji, 100%, 140,000 likes. You're such a great judge of character. This is her hanging out with, I believe that is Michael Avenatti, who is currently in prison. Here is, of course, many memes of her wearing a cloth knit mask with many obvious holes in it. Tim Young, Alyssa Milano might be the dumbest leftist cult member of all time. I remember this picture, which was hilarious. She is clearly not, by the way, wearing another mask underneath. It doesn't look like it unless it's black. It's possible that there's another one underneath there or there's something. I don't know. But she thought, and her, you know, I'm not going to make fun of her kids, but I think her kids were wearing them too. That's not their fault. That's her fault. Viva Frey, you're so dumb. Zuby, wait till you learn about the history of Volkswagen. I did not see that coming. Uh, here is Andrew Gilliam for mayor. Um, Elon Musk with laughing another meme. You have, uh, let's see what this, oh yeah, cry, cry from, I mean, to recap, Alyssa Milano is using Twitter and the freedom of speech it allows to announce that she traded in her car produced by an American car company for a car made in a company that was started by the bad, the leader of the bad guys from WW2 and their crew. Got it. Zeke says, Zeke Arkham so you already bought the Tesla, which made Elon money. Then you gave it back, which cost Elon nothing. Yeah, you showed him. I hope he learned his lesson on that one. This you vote for Andrew Gilliam, obviously bringing that up. Um, it, it, it's, it's hilarious to me. And there, there's been like an enormous amount of cope. Even right here. This shouldn't need to be said, but here we are. Of course, Bo Jackson White, Ben Jackson, sorry. She's sharing an Instagram photo where uh, he's basically saying, like, my first week in a week is to say that Volkswagen became a global brand after the Second World War when its new leader rejected that belief. Tesla became a global brand, and its CEO now wants to enable that same belief. They are not the same. Exactly how does Elon Musk want to enable the, the, the uh, ideology of those, that party of people uh, from the Second World War. He, he doesn't. Tim Young, dumbest, left, dumbest leftist on the internet is now pretending she actually knew something about history, LOL. This shouldn't be, need to be explained, but here we are talking about here's what you know, an actual person is. Here's the image of all her pro-Elon tweets. I remember that. She had Elon at the same table as Jesus. And again, this is, this is the question that I often ask people when they're, when they're espousing this, these like meltdowns things. Like when like Elon didn't even actually really start Tesla. Tesla wouldn't exist if it weren't for Elon Musk. This is a irrefutable fact. To try and diminish what he did with Tesla is a serious cope. You want to talk about, oh, we got government handouts or whatever. Okay, every, literally every car company did. I don't like it, but it's true, okay? Um, or subsidies or whatever the case is. Again, don't care. We're subsidizing a, a, a conflict over, over overseas. At least this company's producing cars in America. Jake Bro writes, it's always worth reminding Musk fanboys that these are the brilliant men who founded Tesla. Uh, incorrect. Incorrect. You see, Sam, this is so misleading. Elon Musk invested nearly all of the Series A round of funding. At that point, Tesla was just a name and three guys with no money who'd registered the company six months earlier. Elon goes on to say, More importantly, I was head of the product and led the design of the original Roadster. Eberhard was wealthy and he could have risked his money, but he was unwilling to do so. Art Center College of Design gave me an honorary degree for my work on the original Tesla Roadster. I mean, again, it's all you have to do is a simple Google search. You know, you see these bots like kind of weird that Elon Musk has decide how half a billion people communicate way too much power for one erratic individual. And then you see all of these bots 
tweeting the same thing, like literally copy pasting uh, Alexander Vindman, who's got a, a hate hate uh, hard on for him. It, it's hilarious to me the, the the replies in that section in in that tweet were unbelievable, um, just hilariously meme worthy. Comedians and conservative Hodge twins reported to Milano, pointing out who founded them. Um, you know, Melissa Milano didn't like the Twitter accounts that Elon Musk is allowing his own platform, so she dumped her Tesla and replaced it with a vehicle made by a company founded by the literal bad guys from World War II because she's fighting white supremacy. I've got nothing. <laughs> I mean, you've got all these memes like, oh, no to Elon, yes to <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't really understand. Um, yeah, you can you can uh, go ahead and 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 hate. You don't have. I didn't like Jack when he was the owner and CEO of or when he was running Twitter. So she, she's, to, so she's certainly entitled to dislike him, but it isn't ending well for her. And next up, Elon Musk reveals Apple threatening to remove Twitter and chooses to go to war. Holy moly! Things are moving fast and furious, and uh, Elon just essentially announced he's going to war with Apple as Apple has now threatened to remove Twitter from its app store and provided Elon Musk with zero explanation why. Zero. And this is, I mean, yikes. Uh, I, I suspect Apple will try to follow through with this. I suspect that Elon Musk uh, is not one to back down. I suspect that for at least some amount of time that Twitter may be removed from the uh, Google or I'm sorry, the Apple iTunes store. And there's two kind of avenues here, parallel avenues that I think are causing all of this because uh, it's just super duper wild. Uh, so let's get into the story. Elon tweets out, Apple should publish all censorship actions that has taken that affects its customers. Yes or no, obviously. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, yes. Then you'll notice he starts talking to some interesting people. Here's Library, the people uh, who run Odyssey. Uh, now, replying to Elon, Apple has, uh, uh, um, Elon writes, Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Library replies, Apple disallowed almost anything related to the coof, especially the poke or uh, any particular origins of it. We had to build a list of over 20 terms not to show results for only on Apple devices. Think about that. Apple also later rejected us because users included Pepe images in videos. Elon response. Secret suppression of free speech by Apple. Customers were never told. What the heck is going on here? Odyssey replies. More like nepotism, as they'd let Google and Facebook get away with this, not just the new guys. Then, also people say, remove the free advertising for them. Get rid of the Twitter for iPhone thing. So I suspect we'll see, you know, library uh, writing here. Oh, this is what terms, the terms that he said, anything related to the coof. I mean, this is if you're using an Apple product, that's what you get. Um, not that you, like deserve blame for having it. You know what I mean? Like it's what Google is not exactly better. He continues. Somebody asked directly, is Apple threatening, threatening Twizzards, Twitter's presence in the app store or otherwise making moderation demands quite. And frankly, succinctly, Elon Musk writes. Yes. Now it says, bring on the e-phone. I don't think it has to be an e-phone. It just has to be like an unlocked phone or something like that. But anyway, then Elon writes, what is going on here? And reply, replies directly to Tim Cook. Now, perhaps the most spicy tweet is he wrote, now in not in no longer reply, by the way, this has 120,000 likes already. Apple has threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but will not tell us why. Evidence of collusion? Sure seems like it. When you look at who Apple donates all their money to, which political party. And what's interesting is his final tweet on this is, pay 30%, go to war. Elon says he's going to war. Also calling out, 
Did you know that Apple puts a secret 30% tax on everything you buy through their app store? It's not secret to my followers. By the way, if I haven't earned your subscription yet, hopefully today I will, you're gonna wanna not miss, you're not gonna wanna miss a single video. This is developing rapidly. I'm trying to keep it all together. This is nuts. When you look at the donations, 97.5% of Apple's donations are to the Democratic Party. Twitter allowing free speech is against party interest, so Apple must play the role of the enforcer. Interesting, right? Potential, interesting potential. And when you have Elon calling him out directly, you're talking about a ripple effect here that is massive. You know, Apple sells hardware, okay? Um, you have to go on inferior networks to use their hardware. Although T-Mobile, if you live in a big city, it doesn't really matter. Rural areas, I find T-Mobile and AT&T to be trash. Um, not that I love Verizon, but where I live, it's better for rural coverage. 4G in rural. I'll never get 5G out here. But anyway, this is massive. And then you see... Uh, the Wall Street Bets chairman putting out Fortnite put made a 1984 parody video calling out Apple, Apple's monopoly. This happened back in 2020 when Apple removed Fortnite from their iTunes store. This is actually nuts. I mean, Elon's just going full attack. There's probably two, two reasons for this. One, he may be pushing back on their 30% fee, possibly. But two, he is also clearly getting pushback for his ban amnesty. And I don't know if it's anyone in particular on that list. Maybe it's Alex. But all this is what I'm this is what Elon is doing is exposing all of these people. There isn't any rules, as far as I know, on Twitter that have changed, right? In terms of things you can say, blah, blah, blah. We also know that Elon has posted that there is record growth on the platform and huge gains in cutting down on the previous definition of hate speech. Whatever Twitter used as hate speech before has now greatly reduced. Not only is this going to get millions of people to switch off Apple hardware, I'm not, and I'm not kidding. Nowadays, is it really any different difference is there really any difference between a what is this galaxy s22 uh you know the camera these ridiculous cameras that they have on now and whatever the latest iphone product is functionally probably not now if you're an apple household and you use airdrop or whatever this kind of stuff you're used to that kind of stuff okay there are things like that you know but for the most part it's not like any one cell phone is miles better than the other it takes about a day to get used to switching between Apple and, and iTunes or Apple and, and Android. And people that actually want to support freedom of speech are willing to do that. This is what Apple doesn't understand. And then after they get used to it, they'll say, oh, that was kind of a pain in the rear, but at least I'm not supporting a company that um, is quietly censoring their users behind the scenes and not even being transparent about it. Like if you're using an Apple device, they are, they are controlling what you can see. Here's Elon responding to the donations while wow, they don't sound biased at all. Uh, I mean, it, this is like, uh, this is a war. And the fact that like, it's not just about the 30% tax. It's not. Um, what this is about is Apple wants to do their bidding. They want to stop free speech. They want to stop the free exchange of ideas on this platform. And it's going to backfire for them. Twitter is very large and it can survive. I mean, yeah, it would suck for them to lose I Apple users, but they could also use desktop. They could also use different ways to get the software on their phone, an APK or whatever on their software if it's not on their phone. So Elon could make it available for standalone download. People with iPhones could still use it. Um, updates and stuff like that would be a little trickier. Um, and also if they did that, there's a particular tweet I saw earlier where he's talking about, like you're talking about massive lawsuits. 
Somebody wrote, is this really a fight we want to pick? An awful lot of your Tesla customers use iOS to access their cars. If that app gets pulled, it'll significantly impact your ability to sell Apple to Apple customers. Cards are way less convenient than Bluetooth entry. Elon replies, are you suggesting Apple would use its duopolist powers to hurt Tesla? Essentially saying like, he'll go to war and he'll sue them. Like, th this is like, this is potentially, you see, oh my God, this is happening. Pay to go to war. He's essentially, say, he's saying like, look, I have enough money and, and pull and clout that, and fans of freedom of speech that like, I'll, I'll, he'll sue Apple. Now, I don't know if he'll win because they're their own hardware. They don't have to allow it. But, you know, and we also know the government, uh, you know, uh, isn't interested in protecting consumers against this kind of thing. But wow, would it be interesting. And next up, epic fail. Woke Disney film loses 150 million at the box office. Families have had enough. You know, if I look back in time as like the movies that Disney has released and Pixar has released, they're some of the most iconic movies ever. <clears throat> Toy Story is a juggernaut, even though the fourth movie uh, didn't go over that well. But um, these are some iconic films. The idea that Disney would be losing money on uh, animated films uh, was something I had never, ever, ever perceived as even the remotest of a possibility. Then things started to happen. We had Lightyear, which divided the country with, you know, concerning itself with the, the first ever girl on girl action or whatever the case was. Whatever. Don't care. But that became the narrative for the film. And I think that, uh, you know, the situation put people off to it. May have been a good film, but it lost money. Can you believe that? A Buzz Lightyear property lost money. Two reasons for that the culture war uh, choice they made, and also not having Tim Allen. I know that he wasn't actually Buzz Lightyear. He was the voice of the toy. But people wanted Tim Allen to do it. And we know why Disney didn't. Now you see, let's take a look at the latest film, which is called Strange World, which interestingly, it didn't seem like Disney was very interested in promoting this film, which was surprising to me. But you see uh, people pointing out, Brianna Wu tweets on November 22nd, if you thought conservatives freaked out over Lightyear, they're going to ask the bed over hashtag strange world, which is great. Main protagonist is gay. Older people don't find it remarkable. Biracial marriage. Almost no one is white. Climate change metaphor. Even the dog is disabled. Wow. Sounds like Disney really went out of the way to check a lot of check marks there let's see how it's doing let's just see hmm strange world to lose 147 million dollars why theatrical was best decision for doomed tune not disney plus as bob Iger takes over as ceo 150 million dollars lost Disney's latest agenda, latest agenda pushing project is off to a brutal start at the box office. Strange World, an animated film featuring an LGBTQ teen romance, opened Wednesday with a poor $4.2 million in ticket sales and is projected to bring as little as $21 million over what should be a strong holiday weekend. The film, which pushes the orientation stuff and climate uh, stuff, is on track to be Disney's latest overwoke nightmare. Yikes. Well, that's a terrible result for the $180 million budgeted animated film. Where did all that money go? What are you spending $180 million on? Noting that last Thanksgiving Disney animated film, Encanto, was also deemed a disappointment after taking in $40 million over the long, over the long weekend. Disney alienated many fans earlier this year when it featured uh, an LGBTQ kiss in Lightyear, the latest installment in its Toy Story franchise. 
The company also did not feature conservative actor Tim Allen as the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the film, which completely tanked at the box office. Now, again, I'm saying I will say that there is canonical reasons why Tim Allen wasn't the voice of Lightyear, but it's a f- cartoon. Like, people wanted that. And whatever your reasoning, whatever reasoning Disney had, <clears throat> is not what the public perception was. The public perception was that Tim Allen got boned and people didn't want to go see the movie. And then you also made sure to, again, push this, uh, you know, push conversations on families, which is not why families take their kids to movies. They're not supposed to be, Disney is not supposed to be these kids' parents. That's what they want to be. We all know how Disney sided in the Florida's um, parental rights and education bill. Strange World tells the story of a gay teen, Ethan, voiced by Jabuki Young White, who knows who that is, who has supported the support of his loving biracial parents, Searcher Jake Gyllenhaal and Meridian Gabrielle Union. The family rejects its fabled heritage as explorers to farm, but ends up pulling back in the family business to hunt for Searcher's father, Jaeger, Dennis Quaid, who went missing when he was a child. Their search was aided by their disabled dog, takes them to Avalonia, a strange world with a fragile ecosystem. Ethan struggles to get past his shyness around his love interest, a boy named Dia Diezo. Seattle Times critic Soren Anderson wrote that the film features an uneasy marriage of clunky psychodrama and overwrought special effects that made it a chore just to sit through. In addition to flopping at its box office, Strange World is not upholding Disney's tradition of animated success. It earned a cinema score rating of a B, the lowest rating ever for a Disney animated feature. Every Disney animated film since Beauty and the Beast has received some form of an A to an A plus, A minus. The film also had extremely mediocre scores from audiences, including a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Disney's stock has fallen over 33% in the last year, aimed at ailing uh, amid an ailing economy. Its woes have been blamed on a series of decisions that alienated family-minded and many in cases, in many cases, conservative customer base. The company clashed bitterly with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over the law that prohibits public schools from teaching kids below fourth grade about orientation and gender theory. Disney also made conservatives mad by having a a trans man buying tampons in a TV series and emphatically embracing a trend of environmental, social, and governance strategy that courts investors by promoting a host of woke values within the corporate structure. We know that there are a lot of people inside Disney, inside um, Pixar, inside all these companies that have, have said, like, remember when they're like, we have a woke agenda. It is my, is my job, my goal to push this stuff. And as long as people keep not showing up, they're going to feel the pain. Now, of course, I'm not saying, oh, you should never have representation in movies and this and that and the other thing. But I am saying that there are a lot of people that are concerned about, uh, you know, taking their kids to this stuff. Used to be you go take your kid to a Disney movie and you just knew it was going to be good, wholesome time. You weren't planning on having to have a long discussion on the road, on the drive home about the birds and the bees. This is corporations trying to replace parents. That's at the root of this. Uh, because if they can get you locked in early and then get you locked in to their ideology early, then you're a consumer of theirs for life. Absolutely love to see this epic failure by Strange World. Disney must not have even really had any faith in it because they didn't spend any money advertising it. I never even saw a single commercial for it. So I guess like the woke weirdos in the office can talk about how um, this is a W for them, but. Your community didn't even show up and see it either. It's exactly like, what was it, bros or whatever? Another LGBTQ rom-com. The LGBTQ community didn't go up, show up and see that. So maybe these companies need to stop taking advice from these woke weirdos in their office and start looking at what actually makes money. You know, like movies like Fast and Furious and Top Gun for some reason. I wonder what that could be. And next up today, Elon Musk drops huge news about Twitter. They are taking on everyone even PayPal. 
Elon Musk revealed some upcoming features to Twitter that could potentially change the game, including rolling out what at least some perceive as a PayPal payment alternative, which uh, if you're following the game, if you're following what's going on in the world right now, we desperately need. Now, there is Parallel Economy, and I want to give a shout out to that. I think that's Dan Bongino's product. I don't use it, but I know Tim uses it, and he's very happy with it. But we still need more alternatives, more options. And, well, that's not even it. He's going after Telegram. He's going after TikTok by adding all these features. Very smartly, I might add. And uh, so let's get into these uh, these the, the um, communications. Slides from my Twitter company, Talk. I want to show some of this because what if it's some of this is extraordinarily important. One, we're recruiting. Two, new user signups at an all-time high, averaging two million per day. And like, I don't, I haven't looked at my statistics lately. I know that I have a feeling there's like a fair amount of people that are coming back to Twitter, but even I've experienced a good bit of growth. So if you're on, you know, if you're on Twitter or you want to be on Twitter, definitely give me a follow. You know, I uh, try to retweet as many people as I can and interact there as much as I can, as well as my locals and things like that. User active minutes, also all time high. Eight billion user active minutes per day. That's a 30% increase. MDAO, monthly monetizable daily active users. Quarter billion mark, 253 billion. Hate speech impressions lower. Reported impersonation spiked then fell. So it was fixed. Now, here's where things get extremely spicy. The Twitter 2.0, the everything app. He's talking about it being X, basically, right? Advertising is entertainment, meaning I think he means like more relevant ads. Video, which is obviously what I'm extremely interested in. This would be going after TikTok, Instagram Reels, probably in the short term. But in the longer term, the one thing he's mentioned specifically is, you know, being an alternative for YouTube with some long form video stuff. Encrypted DMs. This would be uh, what, like a Telegram alternative, right? Secure DMs, which is great. Okay. Long form tweets. He's already talked several times about increasing the character limit. I think he should just go from 240 to 420 for the obvious meme factor. But also some people talked about having him, uh, uh, you know, have an expand for more. Now, when you allow for longer tweets, a whole lot of other stuff opens up. You need way more data on the servers. You need to worry about spam more. You need, there's a lot of stuff that goes into just enabling longer tweets. Relaunch blue verified, which we now know looks like three check marks for organization. I mean, I'm going to try to get an organizational check mark since I am, but I don't really care that much as long as I can upload my videos and monetize them. And then payments. Now, I don't know if this is, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking at minimum, it'd be like Google Pay or Venmo or uh, PayPal, which would be amazing um and it, it, it could even go further than that of course then he dr jordan peterson peterson says this is what failure failure looks like to the left i think i see a path to twitter exceeding a billion monthly users in 12 to 18 months alex saying certainly feasible it's the only platform that actively responds to users and is still the de facto digital town square regardless of how many two-day mainstream media, uh, how many today mainstream media boycotts there are. Advertisers would be dumb not to spend. I mean, and this is a, on Business Insider, which is a you know garbage website for the most part. God, do they have to, like, a billion active users would be, I mean, if he doubled it, that would already be insane. So again, if you've been around Elon, if you've, if you've you know, partook in any of his products, he does overpromise. Um, you know, for example, Starlink business was supposed to be 200 to 400 megabits down, 20 to 40 megabits up for months. I saw nowhere near that 
nowhere near that. It was almost always like 150 and 10 to 15. Now, as I've been paying for the last six months, it has crept up. Um, and so there are days I'm at, I'm over 200, but it's nowhere near 400, which was supposed to be like the top, you know, two to 400. So you think, oh, okay, well, you know, if it's 300, I'm very happy, but it's still pretty much at the low end of 200. Um, you see a lot of people talking about Twitter 2.0. Elon Musk confirms Twitter 2.0 will bring end-to-end encryption to DMs, direct messages. The future will be part of Musk's vision for Twitter 2.0, which is expected to be called an everything app. Um, companies' plans for encrypted messages first came to light in mid-November back in 2022 when mobile researcher Jane Manchin Wong spotted source code changes in Twitter's Android app referencing conversation keys for end-to-end encryption chats. Now, um, I would also like if I could search my DMs, please and thank you. God, it's, it's hilarious how terrible Twitter actually is as an app and how little was done over the last 10 years. Musk further touted that new user signups to the social media platform at an all-time high, averaging over 2 million a day in the last seven days as of November 16th, up 66% compared to the same week in the previous year. Twitter has over 253.8 minimal, minimal, million monetizable daily active users. The sites also reveal that reported impersonations in the Twitter service spiked earlier this month before in the wake of launch of revamp. We already know that. The new subscription tier is tentatively set to be rolled out December 2nd with a multicolored verification system that aims to give out gold badges for companies, gray for governments, and blue for individual accounts. I still don't love that. You know, I still think the blue check mark is fine as long as, you know, you were to dole it out fairly. Um, but I also understand that, like, hey, who's to say who's more important than the other? Just because you're an actress doesn't make you any more authentic than the other person. I think Elon is smartly, and I didn't really see the value in this early on, but it's clearly working. He's smartly kind of just saying, Hey, you know what? I don't care if all these stupid celebrities leave. There's a billion potential, you know, plebs, regular everyday people that would love to use this app and love to have more, you know, options in it. I mean, it, it, it's actually insane just how how much app has grown in such a short period of time. Um, you know, the fact that he could cut into PayPal. People forget, like this dude was uh, one of the founders of PayPal. Wrote a lot of code there. Pretty sure he could handle it. Um, he also, you know, I think right now, obviously, there's a lot of people talking about Twitter. Uh, he's using kind of the Trump effect. He's tweeting out bait tweets. So mainstream media covers it. And more and more regular normies install the app. You know, like uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg deciding, oh, I have to leave Twitter because it's just so evil and toxic. Doesn't doesn't affect the use. Nobody's leaving Twitter because uh, Whoopi Goldberg did. He said, "Let's go Twitter 2.0 should make the character limit 420 instead of the annoying 280." Elon says, "Good idea." I mean, you know, it's it's <laughs> Sawyer Merritt picks up what I'm when I'm picking up payments. Go on. I actually had this problem too. Seth Weather says, "I can't run." Um, ads, it says it's inappropriate. I have the same problem. I tried to run some ads for coffee brand coffee and my account says it got banned like forever ago. I don't know. And it won't let me, I'm sure I could just use a different Twitter account. It's not like that big of a deal, but he does have some issues. He does have some issues. You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to grow up to $8 a month as, as far as he hopes, but if he adds these features, and lets everyone use a single app to handle all of this stuff, and it and it delivers. Uh, certainly, it will be more people will be more likely. For me, the eight dollars is about you know easily being able to upload videos and perhaps monetize them. I'm going to actually start testing that in December. My editors are going to kind of try to trim down my videos a little bit. I'll upload them to Twitter in long form to see how that goes as a test for a week, see if we get new viewers or new followers. Because it's not all about ad revenue. Um, I mean, you guys know I have a coffee company. Maybe somebody who watches a video on BitChute or Odyssey or wherever, where I don't earn ad revenue, um, they may buy my coffee or they might buy a t-shirt or they might, um, support me on 
local. So they might, so like, there's so many, a lot of larger creators that are just too like money focused. They don't think that. I remember having an argument with like another creator about, you know, why they didn't put their videos on uh, like third party apps and stuff. It's like, they're just too, I don't know. You got to put it everywhere. You never know. You find new people. They, you bring them into your fold. You meet new friends. You grow your business. So uh, it's good to see Elon uh, doling out some wins. And uh, as of today, as of noon right now, he has not rolled out ban amnesty. But I expect some notice on that today. So if you haven't yet, click that subscribe button down below because you're going to want to be around to watch this happen. And next up, Elon Musk triggers epic meltdown from woke Will Wheaton. I swear, I swear, I swear, my channel is not the Elon Musk news channel, but it's really hard to find anything more important going on right now as he's fighting for our freedom of speech. Uh, and you have, I have talked about earlier today how now Apple is threatening to remove Twitter, not telling them why. Um, it's, it's, he is going to, you know, love him or hate him. What he's doing is bringing out all of the cockroaches, like unequivocally for the world to see. And uh, this is probably the most important inflection point in terms of, uh, you know, freedom of speech in, in the modern era. I mean, it, it really is. Now, modern era, I'll say last 30, 40 years, right? And uh, in the midst of that, we've collected some excellent meltdowns. And this one from Will Wheaton is maybe the best yet. Star Trek host Will Wheaton melts down over Twitter CEO Elon Musk. He's hurting our society and making people I care about less safe. This article via Bonnet into comics by Spencer. Uh, and this is a guy that still wore a mask when he was in his podcast room. Um, the chain of events that led Wheaton to his recent meltdown began on November 19th. When Nine Inch Nails frontman Trent Reznor revealed to The Hollywood Reporter that he would be leaving Twitter following its official takeover by Musk. I'm about to depart, Reznor said on the red carpet, to Bones and All, uh, a romantic horror film which he is a sole member of, he, for which he and the sole other member of Nine Inch Nails, Atticus Ross, provided the soundtrack for him. We don't need the arrogance of the billionaire class to feel like they could just come in and solve everything. <laughs> Yeah, how much is Jack Dorsey worth? Anyway, even with him involved, I just find that it's been such, become such a toxic environment. He added, for my mental health, I need to tune it out. I don't feel be I don't feel good being there anymore. On November 21st, in a reply to the observation made by uh, another Twitter user, it has been 48 hours since Elon Musk reinstated President Trump. Twitter account there still hasn't ended, and Twitter still hasn't ended, and the platform asks and turns out Trent Reznor. I'm sorry, Trent Nine Inch Nails Reznor is actually a crybaby. It seems Must Tweet was a tipping point for Wheaton, as shortly after it was published, the actor took to his personal Facebook to decry. By the way, I want to I want to mention the thing about Will Wheaton. This is a guy. Okay, so he's a far leftist. No surprise there, right? He's a lefty. Shocking, right? Um, he was he went to the lefty safe haven of Mastodon. And was pushed out of there too. So this is a guy that was ran out of Mastodon. Okay. So just so everyone knows, nobody wants him around. Nobody. So he goes, I cannot fathom the emptiness, the insecurity, the insatiable need for attention and validation. Mm, do you have own a mirror, Will? The staging, er staggering arrogance, the malevolence, and total void of human experience that is Elon Musk. He's the richest man on the planet. You can't go anywhere without interacting with something he's a part of in some way. There are literal millions of people who, I forgot I was reading it, uncritically worship him in spite of overwhelming evidence that he's a douchebag. Hey, I'll tell you what, four more years for douchebag. I don't care if the guy is a douchebag, all right? He's literally the only guy out there fighting for free speech at this level, right? Will Wheaton was fine to let Daddy Apple uh, pre-censor the uh, words that he's able to see on his iPhone device. He's happy that, you know, uh, big tech is in bed with the government to enforce their own, their lockstep, right? Definitely don't want to look at what's going on in China. Right? Oh, by the way, why don't we look at what's going on in the Chinese, uh, in China's Foxconn factory right now?
Okay? Anyway, some number of them will come after me as at, they come after anyone who points at their naked emperor. They've spent entire days going after me and people like me, slavishly serving a man who does not even know they exist. I'll have you know, Will Wheaton, Elon Musk reads my tweets. And he's even liked some of them. They are an army of fools, uncritically serving his every whim, and still it isn't enough. It's interesting that Will Wheaton thinks he's more intelligent than a lot of people. <clears throat> anyway, so what does he do? He bullies and threats and harasses and trolls and behaves like the weak, scared, insecure child he's always been. That's a tragedy for him, but dangerous for us. He doesn't care what he destroys or who he hurts as he chases the existential thing he cannot forever have. You know the saying, hurt people hurt people? He's a hurt person who's hurting our society, making people I care about less safe. Care to explain any of that? First of all, the entire reason I'm able to keep my business running is because of Starlink, his product. You know, I, I, and, and, and lots of people's lives could be potentially saved with his Neuralink product. I know there are some questions around it, but who knows? He's actually trying to solve many of the world's problems. What are you doing, Will Wheaton? Writing a long, uh, complete meltdown spread on Facebook? The consequences of this one man's midlife crisis are global, and that terrifies me. That's really what this comes down to, is words do terrify these people. Words terrify these people because they know that their arguments in many cases will not stand on their own merit. They needed the scales tipped to their side. They needed certain opinions censored. They needed people censored. They needed ideas removed from platforms just so they could win the argument because many of their ideas cannot stand on their own without somebody putting the thumb on the scale to help them, and it has made them intellectually weak. It has made them so weak that they are afraid of words. The freaking UN posted a tweet that, like, words are dangerous, and it was like a grenade with keyboard letters on it. Are you kidding me? Really? I mean, again, why did Mastodon run off Will Wheaton? I'm not a super user of Twitter or Mastodon. I was hoping the last in the few days of people were getting mad at Will Wheaton. I didn't know why. I, I, I mean, maybe it's like, um, what is that? Like if you, if you ever smell, smell something stinky, check your own shoe, that whole saying, or like the idea that, uh, you know, if you run into a-holes all the time, if you're always running into a-holes everywhere all day long, maybe you're the a-hole. Like, Will Whedon is the perfect personification of that kind of stuff. The guy is an unhinged lunatic uh, who, you know, I, I like, he, he thinks Facebook is better than Twitter. This is a guy that couldn't handle the open conversation on Mastodon, which is already a leftist platform. So he retreats to his echo chamber of his fan page. And look, you do you, Will Wheaton. All right? I'm sure that you're emotionally stunted, just like most child actors are. And I don't blame you for that. But I do think it's pretty hilarious that you think words are dangerous, not the actions. Right? It's the same type of person that will say, well, they couldn't control their actions because of a history of this or that, like no personal responsibility. These people are all afraid of personal responsibility. Absolutely pathetic and weak. And last up today, Elon Musk has most hated enemy reveal their plans and it's not going very well. Some interesting revelations coming out of the journalism space over the week uh, and specifically Friday, having a lot of kind of their... Um, plans revealed their two-faced their duplicitousness put on a pedestal for the entire world to see and you absolutely love to see that uh the idea that you know elon uh doesn't care 
about the journalist class, that's why they're pushing back so hard. That's why they're going after his advertisers. That's why um, they're pretending that free speech is going to harm, um, you know, the, the literally cost people their lives, things of that nature. And last night we saw some really interesting uh, pushback uh, from the kind of elitist journalists, a pushback against the elitist journalists from other actual journalists. One of the best subplots of Elon taking over Twitter is that it's kind of becoming this, he's really empowering citizen journaling, journalism. And um, that's the real reason the modern media, mainstream media and stuff like that is panicking because they know that we can do it better and um, we can be more transparent. And quite frankly, more people like actual like citizen journalists. You have big you know, people out there with huge sub stacks, making lots of money, employing lots of people, providing um, fair and balanced news versus uh, <laughs> what you get from the old mainstream media machine, which appears to be falling apart. They keep pushing these narratives about, oh, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, well, we're going to go to Mastodon. That's going to be a thing. Fail. We're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to um, Hive. That's going to be a thing. Fail. I mean, I dare them to go to Post. I dare them to. Like, that's simply not going to, that's not doing anything for them. And you see, like, uh, these articles, this one came out uh, this morning. Twitter layoffs causing unhinged reactions from reporters. I mean, they are unhinged. They're like, oh, we're losing all of our insiders. What this probably is, is the journalist class realizing uh, that they're losing all their insider connections. They're losing their power over the plebs. You see this Naveed Jamali? Let's see who you are. Former double agent, author, intel officer at Newsweek, a dying publication, writing... Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, I have lost 3,300 followers, while conservative colleagues have seen an exponential explosion growth. What gives? What do you mean, what gives? People are coming back to Twitter. And also, by the way, I don't know what app this is. He lost 3,300 or whatever. So this is a journalist, okay? Allow me to explain to a journalist what is happening. A few thousand people left Twitter. They also followed you. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people returned to Twitter who happen to be conservative and they're not interested in your establishment takes. And these are, they're all literally whining. Like you look at friends growth. Uh, they didn't really grow very much. You see, oh, same here. I lost 5,000 since Musk. Though I gained roughly the same when Indonesian Twitter discovered me, hounding a man who insulted our national dress. Uh, what? Like, journalists are literally whining and complaining out loud. You see this article in the Post Millennial from yesterday. Taylor Lorenz literally begging Apple to drop Elon. Taylor Lorenz wants Google and Apple to pull Twitter from app stores. Of course she does. Taylor Lorenz used her latest column in the Washington Post to call for Apple and Google App Store to pull Twitter from their offerings. The reason being that Musk has announced that there will be general amnesty for all banned accounts. In Lorenz's view, this means, and in the view of those she cited in the LGBTQ community and other, quote, marginalized computers, communities that stand to offer to suffer harm from this restoration, her evidence is that Musk brought back Dr. Jordan Peterson, who she notes was banned for Twitter for misgendering somebody. Lorenz complains that Musk brought back conservative Christian satire sent to Babylon B, who was banned for speaking truth to power of the Biden administration by noting accurately that Biden's trans diversity hire, Rachel Levine, is a biological male. After Time Magazine awarded Levine Woman of the Year, the Babylon B awarded Levine Man of the Year as a joke that apparently was not to Lorenz's liking. She also slammed Musk for restoring the personal account of Georgia Congresswoman Marja, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Lorenz doesn't like that Twitter CEO Musk has interacted with YouTuber Tim Pool, who she falsely claims is right-wing, who has been outspoken against the trend of uh, drag queens uh, reading books to the young ones. 
Apple and Google, quote, quote, Apple and Google need to seriously start exploring booting Twitter off the Apple Store. This is not amusing. This is this is not um just like a random back of the hand, you know, back of the napkin thought. Um this is her literally demanding it. Think about that. You have a journalist, quote unquote, demanding that Apple and Google deplatform uh, Twitter because freedom of speech. Oh, this is what Caraballo told Lorenz. Sorry. What Musk is doing is ex 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 existentially dangerous. I, I Again, I don't believe so. You also see... Gren Greenwald crushes Taylor Lorenz for, quote, asylum-worthy babbling about Musk's plans. This article here, Glenn Greenwald crushes Taylor Lorenz's for asylum-worthy babbling about Musk's Twitter plans. The Intercept co-founder and independent journalist Glenn Greenwald ripped into Washington Post tech reporter for a recent article claiming that Elon Musk's reinstatement of banned Twitter accounts will turn the platform into a free-for-all hexscape. Greenwald criticizes, criticized Lorenz's reporting, accusing her of finding three or four people more neurotic, clearly unstable, and censorship happy than she to trash Twitter and their now new owner. On Thanksgiving, Lorenz published a piece titled Opening the Gates of Hack. Musk says he will revive banned accounts. It was a report detailing the alarm of activists and online trust and safety experts over Musk's recent announcement that he would be granting amnesty to accounts who had been previously banned. Musk made the announcement after consulting Twitter users with an online poll asking should Twitter offer general amnesty to suspended accounts, provided that they have not broken the law. On Twitter, Greenwald bashed Lorenz and other outlets for doing similar reporting. His thread on the subject began trending, or targeting an Axios article accusing of an over-the-top liberal criticism of Musk's maneuver in order to spin the narrative that it was, quote, harmful for society. Glenn Greenwald's tweet breaking, allowing those disliked by liberals to be heard on the internet will literally kill people. Warn the most neurotic, mentally unwell, petulant, petty tyrants who have declared themselves, quote, online safety experts and are now called that by liberal media outlets. Taylor Lorenz miraculously found three or four more neurotic, clearly unstable, and censorship happy than she bestowed them with fake expertise titles and now the Washington Post is blasting out her alarmist, asylum-worthy babbling to millions. See, the establishment media, which is exclusively left-wing, they knew that they were in control of Twitter because they were. And they could do this kind of stuff, and they all work together to like signal boost it and share it and tell everyone how super scary it is and how they should be you know, listening to them. And now that Elon Musk is the owner... They've lost that power. Literally, Elon Musk could end effectively most of cancel culture by like just removing journalists from the platform. Um, I mean, quote unquote journalists. I don't want him to do that, but that's where all this comes from, right? They, they postulate these questions like, oh yeah, an online safety expert. What school do they go to for that? Oh, well, they're just offended online all the time. So they, they know what they're talking about. I mean, are you kidding me? He continues. Taylor Lorenz, oh, I'm sorry. Here's one of Lorenz's Twitter friends. Just look at the tweets of hers to see un how unhinged and disturbed she is, whom the Washington Post literally cites an, as an expert to warn Musk's mildly greater free speech is ex existentially dangerous for various marginalized communities. And she, he brings up these unhinged tweets from this Alejandra Caraballo, who is uh, pro-censorship um, and has some extreme views on Twitter, including calling for, in several cases, very, very bad behavior, uh, bannable offenses. What these people are really worried about is now they see that the rules, now that they see the, the rules are uh, equally applying to them, they know that they cannot win in an actual marketplace of ideas, to use a cringe term, I suppose. They can't win, I'll say, on a level playing field. They need the system on Twitter uh, unfairly balanced in their favor, which we now know was the case. And there are still elements of that that are the case, including the blue checkmark cast system. And apparently there still seems to be a lot of widespread de-boosting and shadow banning that hasn't been fixed. And I don't think it's reasonable, a reasonable way to fix it for everyone to keep tagging Elon Musk and asking him to fix it 
he needs to just remove it from all accounts. Again, he also writes, you know, I'm fine with Trump not tweeting. The important thing is that Twitter, uh, that is Twitter correct a grave mistake in banning his account despite no violation of the law or terms of service. Deplatforming a sitting president undermined public trust in Twitter for half of America. As a reminder, I was a significant supporter of the Obama-Biden presidency and reluctantly voted for Biden over Trump. But freedom of speech is the bedrock of a strong democracy and must take precedence. My preference for the 2024 presidency is someone sensible and centrist. I had hoped that would be the case with the Biden administration, but have been disappointed so far. Essentially putting the Biden administration on blast, you know, and like, the left doesn't like that he's interacting with people. These journalists have too much to lose if Twitter doesn't make it. You have all these stuff, tribal melodrama. New York Times columnist Farhad Manjo, Manju spoke with many people. They're talking about, oh my God, we're going to lose Twitter. It's democracies tied, tied to Twitter. Like nobody, Twitter's not going anywhere. And Elon obviously has a backup plan if these big corporations move against him. You, we needed somebody with this level of cash and, and, and following to fight back, to fight on the behalf of freedom of speech. And I'm not talking about just for people on, uh, you know, with more leaning conservative views. I'm talking about for everybody. It's just that many of the ideas that the left have been perpetuating for years unchallenged are now losing in that marketplace of ideas because they don't have the skills artificially tipped in their behavior and I, or they're in their favor. And I absolutely love it. I hope you enjoyed this video. We'll talk to you again real soon.